Hey everyone, hope you're having a great day. Welcome to VegHead Speaks. This is Robin Wong. You know, I wanted to pop in and let you know that I'm hosting a five-day uh, A1C Jumpstart on Facebook where I'll be going live five days um, in a row and talking about ways you can help lower your A1C. So if you have type 2 diabetes and you want to learn more about that, I encourage you to go to the show notes and sign up or you can search in Facebook for a five-day A1C jumpstart and it'll pop up and you just need to sign up to be there. It starts on September 20th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And so I would love to see you there if you have questions and are interested in lowering your A1C. And so with that said, I'm going to cue up the music and the lead in and then I'm going to talk to you about sugar and diabetes and um, our artificial sweetener is actually better. So thanks a lot and I'll talk to you soon. What if there was a different way to enjoy food and engage in life? Beyond the barrage of nutrition hype, the shoulds and the judgment, beyond the constant striving to be thinner, fitter, someone other than who you really are, what if there was a way to eat that is mindful, non-judgmental, joyful, empowering, a way that leads to feeling better, having more energy, and living your best life? You're listening to VegHead Speaks with me, your host, Robin Wong. Join me as we explore plant-based eating for people who want to eat well and live well. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, you know, I just uh, finished lunch with a good friend of mine. And um, two things I, I took away from the lunch, aside from seeing her, it was really great to catch up. But um, she works, her husband's a periodontist. So they're in the, in the dental field, right? And uh, she was saying in their office, they see a lot of their patients. A lot of their patients have type 2 diabetes. And so... Um, she said, you know, it kind of like this triad. It's like um, they have periodontal disease, which is gum disease, a diabetes, and then heart issues. So we know diabetes and um, heart issues go hand in hand. And, and she, you know, made this assumption that sugar was related to it because in the dental world, everything's about sugar, right? Uh, and when, but when I explained to her that high blood sugars, you know, um, yes, they're in your blood and they go everywhere. So it's probably is infecting your gums. But yet her other assumption was that they, diabetes is caused by eating too much sugar, just like dental cavities are caused, right? But is that really the truth, right? It's like, um, not necessarily, you know, sugar does not cause diabetes, right? And so we had, she and I had to talk about this. It's like, um, you know, high blood sugars are a symptom and there are other causes, but I thought it was, I thought talking about sugar, other people might have the same misconception. And so I was like, oh, let's, let's kind of talk about this. All right. So first of all, where is sugar found in your diet? Um, you know, it's found naturally in fruit and vegetables. And, um, you know, I think people, some, and, and dairy foods, honestly, there's a lactose is in dairy foods, fructose is in, is in fruits and vegetables. And if you're, trying to impact your insulin resistance, uh, we know that saturated fat, which is in dairy foods, um, impacts that. So, you know, if you're avoiding dairy, you're also avoiding the lactose, which is not a bad thing. 
Um, but you know, sugar is also found in foods and drinks, um, these added sugars by food manufacturers. Um, you know, or we add, add sugars to our foods at home, right? So I think what happens is we don't put everything together and realize how much uh, we are actually consuming. So, you know, um, these added sugars, um, which some people call free sugars, I think on our labels, they're often called added sugars. Um, they're, you know, also present, you also find them in, you know, pure fruit juices, um, smoothies, syrups and honey, all right? And, you know, there's a, a lot of debate kind of around sugar and health um, and uh, when it comes to these added sugars. So, you know, when you think about some of the added sugars, you, we're talking about table sugar, okay, that we add to our hot drinks uh, or our breakfast cereal. I remember being a kid and my mom used to love iced tea, but it wasn't a wonder. She put like two spoons full of sugar in every glass, right? And, and, you know, that was not good for her, uh, you know, definitely uh, impacted her, her dental health, right? She didn't have diabetes, but impacted her dental health and, um, or, you know, even putting it on your breakfast cereal, right? Um, you know, sugar used in baking, uh, sugars hidden in sauces, uh, you know, the ready-made meals that you might be purchasing cakes, obviously cakes and cookies and drinks, a soda is a huge one. Um, honey and, and syrups, like I mentioned. Um, and, you know, you, if, I'm starting to see a lot of recipes now. Uh, definitely try using a guave or the maple syrup because at least you get some nutrients with that and it's lower glycemic, especially the aguave. Okay, but yeah, you get the sweet. Uh, and of course, the pure fruit, fruit juices and smoothies. Um, you know, sometimes if you're adding not only just the fruit, but you're adding the milk into it, or you're adding fruit juice to sweeten it, or you're just adding plain sugar, you know, that's definitely um, adding sugar. Um, if you just eaten the whole fruit, it probably would have been perfectly blended, right? You wouldn't need any added sugar. So just keep that in mind. So really this idea that uh, sugar causes diabetes, it's like, I, I, it's so interesting to me, maybe that people think that, and, she, and my friend, she acknowledged she doesn't know a lot about diabetes. She just knows it's a big problem and she knows lots of people have it, but she'd never really given it much thought as to, you know, what happened. And in, in her world, sugar's kind of the, the culprit for everything. And, and she thought it was that. So, um, you know, and with sugar and diabetes, it's a little more complex. You know, we know sugar doesn't directly cause type 2 diabetes. We know that, right? And, but, you know, there's also a correlation between weight and diabetes, right? Although not in my husband's case, he was not overweight and he still got diabetes. So I kind of dispute that correlation, but, but you hear a lot about it. And, you know, you know, with sugar, I think the sugar fits into that component of it because when you gain weight, when you take in more calories than your body needs, right? And so uh, sugary foods and drinks, okay, contain a lot of calories. And a lot of those calories come from sugar, right? And it's really easy. Uh, sugar is very easy to consume and overconsume, right? So you can see if too much sugar is making you put on weight, uh, then you are increasing your risk of getting type 2 diabetes. But 
Like I said, type 2 diabetes is a very complex disease, and sugar is unlikely to be the only reason that that condition develops, right? We know that there's, um, in fact, it's one of the minor conditions. Uh, we know that genetics plays a small role. We know that environment plays a small role. We certainly know that certain foods trigger that predisposition, right? And it's more about the saturated fats that triggers that. So, um, you know, so I would say sugar, an overconsumption of sugar might contribute to weight gain. It certainly contributes to poor dental health. Okay, there's just no doubt about it. So, um, and certainly we know that sugar-sweetened um, drinks like soft drinks, right, um, are associated with an increased risk of type 2 diabetes. And this is not necessarily linked to their effect on body weight. There is some research that affects a, huge, a really large um, soda consumption with type two diabetes. I'm not going to say any more than that because I think it's it's not a it's not causation. Okay, it's this correlation, and um, you kind of have to look at it and go, well, uh, did the, the sugar consumption contribute to the weight and then, you know, and then the, the added weight contributed to the diabetes, what's the predisposition, all these other things go into it. So just know that the, you know, the recommended daily amount of sugar intake, not that you have to be taking this in, okay, but um, it should be definitely be a guideline. It's like 30 grams. This is from the UK. Uh, in the US, I'm not sure we actually have um, a recommendation, but it's about 30 grams, which works out to be about seven teaspoons a day, okay? And, and given that you look at ketchup, high in sugar, believe it or not, contains about one teaspoon, okay? A tablespoon. So, uh, you know, a, a chocolate cookie maybe has two teaspoons. Um, a small serving of baked beans has almost three. All right, you can see how quickly teaspoons add up. Seven teaspoons is not much. Okay, so just know that. I mean, if you're already putting sugar on your morning oatmeal, you probably are starting off with two teaspoons a day. Okay, and if you add a sugary drink or you add um, sugar in your coffee or you eat a pre-made um, meal that has sugar added to it that you don't even, aren't even aware of. Okay, so that brings me to what about like artificial sweeteners. A lot of people with diabetes are encouraged to use artificial sweeteners, right? And there's a whole host of new ones now. There's um, stevia. Um, there's, of course, the aspartame and you know, the saccharin was a really old one. And the FDA has approved five, okay, that um, people can use. And I think one of the concerns uh, that people who use artificial sweeteners is that they may replace the lost calories through other sources, um, possibly offsetting this weight loss or health benefits. So um, it's kind of like that thing of, I'm drinking a diet soda, so it's okay to have the cake, okay? And so it's like, in an, if you, you know, were also drinking a regular soda, you might not eat the cake because you already know there's a bunch of calories. We know, we know where the calories exist. We know that sugar's not good for us. We've had that hammered into us, but, this idea of diet soda um, now is gives you an opportunity to consume maybe more calories than you normally would. So um, it's just keep that in mind, all right? Um, it's also possible that these artificial products, these artificial sweeteners sort of change the way we taste food 
So these artificial sweeteners are far more potent than table sugar, okay? And high fructose corn syrup for that matter. And um, it's a small amount um, of, of, of this produces a really sweet taste comparable to that of sugar without the same amount of calories. That's the, the beauty of it. Um, but that overstimulation of sugar receptors um, from frequent use of these hyper intense sweeteners may really limit the, the tolerance level um, for more complex tastes. So that means people who routinely um, use artificial sweeteners may start to find less intensely sweet foods such as fruit, um, you know, a really sweet piece of fruit, less appealing and unsweet. Um, and, you know, because it's, it's not as sweet as what they're used to having. Does that make sense? So you almost habituate yourself to this higher level of sweetness. So when something naturally tastes sweet, you don't taste it anymore. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Um, you, know, you know, they might be a good transition, but just keep in mind that you might be developing a new taste for hypersweet foods that really kind of ruins eating whole foods that have um, fructose in them because fructose can't reach that hyper um, sweet level, okay? So artificial sweeteners also can play kind of another trick. Um, researchers suggest that artificial sweeteners may prevent us from actually associating sweetness with caloric intake. So as a result, we crave more sweets uh, and we tend to choose sweet foods over nutritious foods, okay? And which leads to weight gain. And so there was um, a San Antonio heart study and participants drank more than 21 diet drinks, I think per week. Um, and they were twice as likely to become overweight or obese than the people who didn't drink the diet soda, okay? So you would think that, oh, they're having fewer calories, yet they still gained weight. So there's just something about this artificialness about um, these artificial sweeteners that kind of tricks our body, all right? And so you don't, um, you take in more calories than, than you normally would. So the question is, um, is, you know, what do you consider safe? Um, so I think studies um, leading to FDA approval <clears throat> have ruled out cancer risk for the most part with these artificial sweeteners. However, those studies were done using far smaller um, amounts of diet soda than the normal or the often consumed amount of 24 ounces a day consumed by many people who drink diet soda. And so we don't really know um, what effects these large amounts of these artificial sweeteners will have over many years. Okay, no one's done a study over, it hasn't been followed for a long period of time. So, you know, and, and there are other health concerns besides cancer. Um, there was a, um, I think it was a multi-ethnic study of atherosclerosis, heart disease, and they looked at daily consumption of diet drinks, and that was associated with a 36% greater risk of metabolic syndrome and a 67% increased risk for type 2 diabetes. Okay. So, you know, um, and it's kind of ironic because one of the 
selling points of these artificial sweeteners is that they um, help prevent these two diseases in the first place, right? So I don't know, you, you decide what you think is safe and what you're able to um, use. Maybe you decide that you're just gonna use um, artificial sweeteners in baked products because it, you wanna get away. But you know, I would say even using, um, like if I use anything sweet, I'll use probably the syrup, maple syrup or the aguave because at least, or even honey, because at least that's a nat more natural product, right? Than this artificial sweetener. I rarely use table sugar, I, I don't. Um, I usually sweeten because I'm not anything above and beyond that is too sweet because I don't do the hyper sweetness, right? So things, your taste buds, your taste buds will adjust. I just want you to know that. <clears throat> so I don't know, think about it. Maybe sugar is not so bad after all, if you're using less of it and it's not causing all these other issues. Um, it's really how it's all packaged. And um, it just seems like sugar-containing food in their natural form, like whole fruit, for example, tend to be highly nutritious. Um, they're nutrient-dense, they're high in fiber, uh, they're low in glycemic load, okay? And for type 2 diabetes, that's desirable. And on the other hand, these refined concentrated sugars consumed in large amounts rapidly increase um, blood glucose and insulin levels. And, and they increase triglycerides, inflammatory mediators and oxygen radicals. And with them, the risk for diabetes and, or aggravate your diabetes if you already have it and risk for cardiovascular disease and other chronic illnesses. So, I mean, like I said, it's up to you. Uh, what you choose to do. I mean, personally, I, I think I'll have a glass of water and an apple. <laughs> you know, it's a much more filling snack. I get my sweet fix. And uh, plus I get a lot of antioxidants and, you know, nutrients with it. So, so I hope that's informative for you. Uh, I just thought it was really interesting that, um, you know, people that on the outside who aren't living with diabetes, um, you know, or don't have someone in their immediate realm have this idea that sugar causes it and it does not okay um, sugar is has its own host of issues as far as help with dental decay and that sort of thing but um, anyway hope this is informative and I'll talk to you soon